everybody, welcome back to Minecraft Podcast. I'm your host, Golden, and today we're going to be talking about uh, fist-hitting stuffs. Yes, Windwalker Show is back. We have some nice alpha notes to go over. I didn't want to jump into the Brewmaster crying fest, uh, even though Jim is here today. So Jim from Art Street is joining us. How are you today, Jim? Hello, nice to be back. I'm doing fine. And uh, so we're not going to be talking about all the crying of all the stuff that they removed from Brewmasters. Uh, we're actually going to go into Windwalker and then uh, Calligraphy from Smittish and Friends. I guess that's, that's what I'm, I'm calling Smittish and Friends now or Smittus and Friends. I don't know. It, the the a guild known as something and something. There we go. That's easier. <laughs> how are you doing, Kelly? I'm feeling very loved with that, not knowing how to pronounce my guild name. Well, I, it's a, I don't know, because it, <laughs> it's just a, it's one of those words that you just don't come across from. Friends you come across from, but there's no Z at the end, so I'm kind of curious about that. Usually with the hipster, you'd be like, you know, put a Z at the end. You've seen pictures of me. The hipster does not describe me whatsoever. <laughs> that fashion thing, I'm pretty sure it gives me hives. So I guess we'll just uh, jump right into the uh, little information that we got dropped in. Um, actually, but first, we'll uh, go ahead and start. Since this week, we actually had a 5.4.8 drop. Really, actually, a lot sooner than I expected. I was more expecting, I would say, maybe in the next two weeks, just because it's like they always go, hey, you know, we're in, you, you know your Valor is going to be used for upgrading doubles. So let's go ahead and, you know, give you the warning now. Then in like in two weeks, we would get the the drop of the patch. But it actually, you know, happened, um, you know, this week. So what have you guys been doing? Just kind of like dumping all that VP into your upgrades? Yeah, everything I had that was Heroic Warforged, I upgraded. Yeah. It's really odd. I'm suddenly gaming VP from raids instead of just seeing 3,000 out of 3,000. <laughs> well, so you're yeah. not, well, but I see I've been upgrading. I've been dumb and upgrading all my, you know, Mistweaver and Brewmaster stuff. It's like, oh, I might as well use it for something. They'll never, they'll, this is, you know, I'm not going to use VP for anything because I'll need we, a, f- a few items. So it's, we've had like such poor drops for agility users that I actually had my entire Brewmaster and entire Windwalker set and fully double upgraded every piece and was Valor capped <laughs> for like two months after that. Yeah. Well, we always have rogues that steal everything and then leave. And then so the new rogues come in and steal more stuff and then leave or quit or whatever. So uh, just, you know, actually, yeah, we haven't really seen. I only think we've only seen two total heroic warforged harmones trinkets, and every time they drop, they like drop, they go for basically an all-in bid for DKP, just because they're so rare. And like yeah. we, we've only had two or three maybe uh, detonator trinkets. We just really not been seeing any of the good trinkets, at least for agility. We only users. had one heroic warforged TED, and mm-hmm. it went to a hunter, even though I won the roll <laughs> because I, I passed it because he hadn't gotten anything in like three months. I just accepted. I'm never seeing Ted ever. <laughs> I'm just going to be stuck with the tail tip, which I guess with the upgrades isn't such a bad thing. But my fun upgrade story was that I was like out of town for two weeks, basically came back and that dropped. And I'm like, oh, crap, I don't even have time to run Ask Mr. Robot. So I guess I'll just upgrade whatever has uh, haste crit on it so I don't have to worry about over capping uh, hitter expertise. Yeah, and I guess the the one thing about that, too, is uh, with the uh, tail tip kind of being that one that people can easily get a hold of, at least heroic now, is it actually going to be better with the upgrades? Like, because it's always been about how much stats you have is where it's going to be kind of the big oomph. And since we're going to be getting more, you know, haste and, and mastery as well as the crit damage on it, is it going to be actually much better though? 
Um, I mean, it is amplifying your stats, and that's the only reason why we're using it, since we just ignore the stick strength pretty much. Um, in my opinion, I think that Ted is still better, since you can snapshot things with Fist of Fury whenever it first procs. I mean, it is, does take a little bit more careful planning and better gameplay and all this, that, and the other thing. And mm-hmm. obviously, you know, it's a lot of RNG. <laughs> and I also feel that Ted is not going to be as good in 6.0 anyway, just yeah. because we won't be able to reforge the mastery off of it. But on I'm the just going to switch to Hiram. I'm sorry to AOC. Yeah, exactly. That's what yeah. I was about to say. Well, yeah, I think, that, yeah. yeah, we're all going to be switching to AOC if you have it. Which now is a good time to get it mm-hmm. since it's yeah. Shaw of Fear. I, and I coined my heroic war for JOC like the first yeah. week that we did heroic. <laughs> it's literally been sitting in my bags for like eight months. Yeah, basically AOC. Everyone is able to get it, and if not, well, the things like candy, everyone gets it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and it's going to be very interesting also how that plays in because of the maybe they might change that item just with the readiness. My guess is they may change it, especially in, but that's when 6.0 hits. And so that's going to be yeah. you know quite a ways away from now. So we'll have to just have to sit back and wait and hopefully we'll get a little bit more information on the readiness because they really haven't stated too what readiness is going to affect. They always say long cooldowns. But then our readiness right now, currently, there's some short cooldowns that we're getting on some of our abilities. So it's going to be very interesting about how they maybe change it up. Maybe they'll change it to where it's more of like, say, at least for us, maybe it would, Zwen would actually be affected by it, which would be very, I mean, then, but then if you think about it that way, it's just going to make that talent even more. Yeah. So also on yeah. Said, said something about that, I don't know, a few months ago saying that they didn't want readiness to affect Zwen because it would pigeonhole us into yeah. taking it because if you had high readiness, you know, you'd be silly not to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's still going to be very good, though, because it, I have a feeling it'll still affect Fist of Fury and probably Energizing mm-hmm. Brew, which are still going to be major cooldowns yeah. in Y. Yeah. Well, and also Zen Med, which will make us even better at like soaking things or tanking stuff on the side. And, you know, survivability will be increased. It's just going to be very interesting um, to see how it kind of plays in. And also, you know, what kind of gear actually, because of the removal of hit and expertise, is going to be fo- focused into that readiness because it's the new secondary stat. So. It's going to be very interesting just to see how it all plays out. And then maybe they'll do random rolls, which would be kind of interesting to see where, you know, say you have these hit haste bracers and all of a sudden they turn into readiness, hit uh, haste readiness bracers. And then everybody's trying to go after them when they were trying to get rid of them (laughs) currently. Yeah. And the other thing is, too, if I recall reading that they're going to give Energizing Brew also additional multi-strike, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's going to make that an even stronger cooldown. If that's still affected by readiness, then yeah, I think that's still going to be a very good stat for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and energizing real will be a lot more useful to us in, in 6.0 slash wad anyway, just because yeah. they're increasing the energy cost of jab. Yeah, which yeah. is the, I, I know this, it's it's one of those things where when I originally saw it, I was thinking, man, this is, this is terrible. But then I look at it from a designing aspect of it. I mean, it, I think we already kind of gone over this as well. It kind of, it brings up the ceiling floor because you don't have to worry about you know being energy capped all the time with such high haste builds it also drops the like the hate the, the skill cap on the class brings it a little bit lower so they're kind of more in line with other classes i mean the more like we look at what they did with warlocks i mean they're removing that whole dot at the end of the tick so that way you know good warlock or great yeah. warlocks aren't so much better than good warlocks which is kind of how it is what monks are right now with fist of fury folding in you know, I can see what they're trying to do with the class, making it all around basically your Fist of Fury and your Rising Sun Kick, where before it was more around, is your energy going to cap? Are you wasting chi? So it's going to be very interesting how it kind of plays into, but we'll kind of right now jump into the alpha notes. 
as I like to call the nerf windwalker, delete windwalker section, uh, <laughs> just because there's all nerfs. They're just nerfing windwalker. It's terrible. Uh, but uh, there's actually a couple ones in there that I don't think a lot of people understand are actually in the alpha notes. Um, and so the first one we'll go in with is actually one that affects everybody. But I just want to get your guys' take. And Callie, I'll start off with you on your take on this. The weapon damage values in all weapons have been reduced by 50%. Is that going to have to make it to where calculations will be changed as a result? Or are you going to see that to where that's more in line with a lot of the kind of making it so that the weapon, you're not going to be valuing weapons as your best upgrade? Um, I mean, it depends on how the formula changes, because right now we're still getting the major amount of our damage from our main hand weapon or two hander for using that. But the other thing is I have the feeling they're going to have to change a lot of things to scale better, such as blackout kick, rising sun kick, et cetera, because they're jumping a little bit ahead. They're also removing the 10% damage component from our stance, which is, well, pretty big nerf to us if they don't adjust other values. And then, Jim, was your take the same on that as well? Just going to see how the values kind of play into it? Yeah, I mean, uh, until we have until we have numbers, I mean, like, like it's easy to look at, you know, hey, something has been reduced by 50%. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, you know, sky is falling. But, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I don't I – th- isn't that universal? I, that's yeah, not yeah, it affects everybody. It affects yeah. all, all melee So, I, I mean, like, you know, until we have numbers in hand, I mean, you know, it doesn't mean – anything really i mean they're gonna they're gonna balance us regardless so you know if if weapons are less of a priority than they are right now then like hooray because we've had terrible luck with weapon drops and to have that be such like a huge component of our damage right now i would rather see it brought in line with other upgrades yeah like weapons and trinkets pretty much right now are like everything Mm -hmm. to us which that's true for every class, but in my opinion, more so for monks. If you look at our damage formulas, yeah, it would yeah. be it would be very interesting if they kind of fold in maybe agility into that. You know, where it's maybe more of the agility. So, say if you're going to get a, I don't know what would be like a black uh, black forged or something, uh, or iron forged is probably what they'll go with with the you know next expansion. Yeah, uh, right off the bat, will probably be iron forged. So, say if you get like an iron forged helm versus a you know, normal upgrade to your your main hand. The, you know, the Iron Forge Helm was actually going to be a lot better of a, of a DPS upgrade, and also allows you to not have to worry about you know, like you said, you know, worrying about that upgraded to a weapon that you're never going to get. Um, so it'll be very interesting to see how the formulas changed. Um, I didn't notice any changes this week, so this probably this is just the initial ones that they wanted to go into. Um, and then we, you know, the next change, which is you already went over, Cali, was the actually stance. Uh, the Fierce Tiger no longer increases damage dealt, which I felt I felt that this was going to happen anyways because that was I think that was more of a band aid like back in the initial launch is when they added that in just to make it so like okay we need to put damage somewhere we do, we don't like it it's just do a flat damage increase yeah since they have to rebalance everything anyway there's no point in leaving a ten percent buff yeah. on it there's no yeah. you know doesn't mean anything and, and it it kinda, go ahead going back to what you said too about agility I don't feel like they're going to do that since this entire expansion they've been moving away from us wanting so much agility they're trying to make us like secondaries more so they're going to have to do some major tweaks if they still want to continue to do that otherwise yeah agility will have to be a bigger component for our damage I don't know aren't aren't we already favoring agility over secondaries I mean I haven't still are it's like 1.7 to 1 for agility to secondaries but they've still such as gems where your secondary gems are going to have uh two secondary stats to one agility stat for example because Mm. they've had several tweets about how they don't necessarily want to go want us to just stack agility since it's boring 
Yeah. 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 I, I mean, we don't have like all red gems and we actually won't in the expansion too. I mean, even in 6.0, we'll get a little taste of that where we're not going to really, maybe we'll have one socket in our, in our set piece or two sockets where, but now we have like, you know, 12 or 13 or something like that. It's huh. going to be a rarity when you get those gem sockets, at least in the expansion, uh, based on everything that they say about it. So, And they're removing primary stat gems also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's all going to be secondary, which, again, that plays into what you're saying, Callie, where they're kind of moving us away from that agility stacking and may, may move into to where we're going to want um, you know, these other uh, you know, secondary stats. And I really think that the secondary stats that are going to shine the most will be the new ones. I mean, obviously, we're going to want the crit and we're going to want the haste, probably haste right off the bat. But, uh, you know, until we get that nice plan, you know, with EB, seeing how that kind of works out, um, you know, seeing how we can flow that in, especially with readiness. I think readiness is just looking too potent right now. But then again, we don't know how much the points are going to scale. They really haven't released any of the either the abilities will be affected by it or at least even just how much the percentage is currently. I mean, probably once we get into a I would say a beta or you know, friends and family alpha when people are actually in the game and actually being able to play it out is when we'll probably see a little bit more of those, uh, number tunings. Do you kind of agree with that? Oh, most definitely. I mean, it's, it's always too early if you don't have access to the numbers and simulations yourself, just because all we can do is kind of poke darts and hope that a couple of them actually land on the bullseye or at least on the target rather than on the wall. So, yeah, yeah I mean, it's going to be very interesting again, how everything, is going to shape up uh, based on the numbers. But one of the numbers that was actually changed is the uh, Tiger Strikes, which was actually reduced by 25% on the multi-strike. It was originally 50%. Now it's 25 and it's, again, for still for eight seconds. And I think this is probably more of a change to, to uh, misweaving, just because it seemed like it, it possibly could be gimmicked into how fistweaving is playing out. Um, and again, this is just, you know, these are just, you know, reductions that they're doing now. They're just doing their internal testing. So my guess is this is just more of something that looked like it was making multi-strike too potent for the monk and they want to kind of dial that back. Does that, what that kind of looks like to you? Yeah. Especially with energizing brew now getting multi-strike. I mean, we're going to have a major cools down with energizing brew plus tiger eye brew given additional damage. Mm -hmm. So however much multi-strike energizing brew gives plus 25% plus the damage from tiger eye brew and pretty much hitting like trucks at that point <laughs> yeah. well double hitting trucks yeah yeah it's gonna also see how it plays out with pvp as well because i mean a lot of these the bypasses that they're doing now too is just okay well, how's this how would this happen if these all these things line up and they look at the mug it's like oh we get 75 percent multi-strike for eight seconds doesn't really sound great for a lot of you know other classes to deal with when especially if you do like a fist of fury during that time and it kind of plays into what Rotom was saying a few weeks ago, where it just looks like that the way they're making the monk is turning into this like new warrior where we just stack all our cooldowns at once, regardless of what energy capping or any of the bad philosophies that are inherited to us now, and just going with that and Fist of Fury and just letting that smash face and just being a burst up front, kind of like how they're making Enhanced Shaman st- step away from that, where they have this front load burst, wait, front load burst, wait, and then just even though we do good DPS, it's really kind of like fake DPS because we're not really doing anything outside of that do you kind of agree with that sense oh definitely and the funny part of that is that when we started out we were a desired class because we had this steady dps versus just burst dps if we had kind of a balance between our burst such as we have right now with chi brew and um all of that that would be great i think we're great for i mean one of the things we noticed in logs um at snf that I've experienced is that they're like, wow, monks really don't do any bursts. Are you guys mm-hmm. saving your cooldowns? I'm like, 
all we have is Chibri right now. That's that's our burst right there. And it's not as strong as other classes, but it's still good enough to do things like Siege Crafter belts. Yeah, it's pretty RNG too. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, for, for uh, yeah, for Siege Crafter belts, it's, it's also because of like you said that steady DPS. We know, okay, we're going to do this exact same amount of DPS here, regardless of if we can get up on the belt easy or not, based on you know, come, you know, giving some of the spells that we can use. But yeah. it just it just allows us to be able to say, okay, we can do five million per per uh, belt wave. We need to add these other classes in or something like that. Yeah, and it's especially in progression. I prefer to have reliable DPS rather than RNG slash um, burst DPS because it's better to be learning the mechanics versus worrying about whether or not you're going to get that extra stack of TEB that you need, etc. Mm -hmm. So it's reliability is really important for progression. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it just sucks. That it just sucks because you see all these classes right now bursting up to almost two million on the poll, and you're like sitting oh, yeah. there at the bottom, just gotta slowly stay around the same numbers. Maybe, maybe get up really good if you have some a good proc, if you have some good crits on your fist, opening fist of fury with your potion, and everything lines up. But outside of that, you're just kind of sitting there waiting. <laughs> oh, the, yeah, and you know, people are like, "Oh, well, Shuman isn't he uh, burst?" No, he lasts for 45 seconds. He's really not burst, and he doesn't even take on your TEB. So, yeah, he's just kind of a derp tiger. And then we were looking at logs for protectors. Um, and, you know, you usually burst out the first guy that you kill for protectors. Mm -hmm. So they're like, why aren't you bursting as much as everyone else? Can you do a little bit more? I'm like, what well, cooldowns? <laughs> <laughs> I got my pre-pot rolling. That's all I got. No, it's all about stacking them up and AOing and cheesing everything. That, that's that's, oh, yeah. uh, that's the fun part yeah. of it if you do things like that. But yeah, I mean, like if you're trying to burst out, like say you want to get gloomed down right away on that fight or you want to get down, um, what is the other one? The one that you have to pass the thing around. I, I always for anguish. You, know, you have to yeah. burst that down because, you know, you could, you know, if you don't, especially if you don't have a lot of classes that can mitigate that damage. And so I can easily see that being a problem, especially for, uh, you know, monks out there that are unfortunately in 10 mans, you know, you know I just, I just SAF gloom and, uh, <laughs> And about well, it. We have to interrupt it though. Scumbag, scumbag, Jim. No, no dude, we, we have like, we have so many melee. We have so many warriors and rogues. Like, it, <laughs> Gloom dies so quickly, it doesn't even become an issue. Yeah. See, I'm just at the point where interrupting is actually fun for me because I'm so bored with DPSing at this point <laughs> that I need something to do. <laughs> it's also fun when someone misses the interrupt and everybody can hound them like on your oh, yeah. on mumble or, or vent or whatever you're running you know you just oh terrible you get interrupt and then, well, i was facing the wrong way or the, he ran just a little like a fraction of a second or things like that so well why um, can't you you're a shaman yeah <laughs> i know <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah well because they're bursting they're doing too much damage at the time <laughs> yeah um but then also goes into our next alpha note which is actually kind of one of those you know there really wasn't too much Windwalker, you know, stuff on the alpha notes. It was, most of it was removals. They unfortunately rest in pepperonis, spinning uh, fire blossom. One of my, uh, you know, unknown belt utilities that I use, uh, it's uh, that is actually unfortunately getting removed. Which you know, you think it should get removed since its counterpart, uh, the one that you drop on the ground, is getting removed Path as of well. Blossoms. Yeah, yeah, that's so. what my comment was. I'm surprised it didn't go with. <laughs> well, they probably just forgot the about it. They probably went, "Oh, that's right. Yeah, there is this other blossom. Maybe they well, they, they searched it in their query and they're like, oh, there's two blossoms. We'll remove both.' And I'm like, yeah, sure, remove it. I mean, I got to yeah. be honest with you. I I haven't had spinning fire blossom on my bar, um, ever for what? any reason. Belts. as either I, spec. It's really I good for belts, though. Yeah, it's okay for belts if you're too lazy to get it like through the last thing. You're like, oh well, I guess I need to hit it with something. Well, I mean, I just but, yeah. I just crackling jade lightning. 
Yeah. It, oh, that's just, true. Do, yeah. Do we have yeah, you know, like there's so many so many alternatives mm-hmm. to it. it well, just I just use it because it's totally unnecessary. Yeah, I just use it. People in yeah. PvP are upset about it though because yeah. apparently that's what it, I was about root. to say is, is that but, for PvP that's the only thing I'm sad about is that it was great if you have roll and everything else on cooldown just to like mess kite. with people. Yeah, or kite yeah. and do damage at the same time and you know, yeah, I mean it, it's one of those also it's a it, kind of a technically a brew builder because you especially like on belts so you can use it like if you need a little brew for the next wave or you know, you need you need to get the mines down, but you you know, you're sitting out and you don't want you put out your SCF clones in there, but you really can't do anything if you're cutting a mine or something like that. So I can Let's see see there's certain like niches that it can fill, but it's still yeah. a clunky ability that you know I remember the last time I actually used it besides the belts is probably in five one. I think it was actually utilized because it actually had higher AP usage than even Chi Wave, I think, at the time. That's when Chi Wave kind of took a dump when no one really used it because it was so clunky that it was just an it was it also because you had to I had the uh, was on the GCD or the you know it was all clunky and I think it used two chi at the time so like oh just use uh, spinning fire blossom because you do more damage as a result of it so oh yeah and people were also finding that it also did more damage on Shaw of Fear because it did more damage than Blackout Kick (laughs) yeah 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 just it really odd ability that just kind of sat around it's kind of you know in the shadows some people use it some didn't Um, but and it was originally a skill shot right no yeah Yeah. and then you can glyph it to be just on your target. Didn't yeah, they? I, didn't wait. Was that a? Was that always a glyph, or did they just? No, make it was, that no, it was always a glyph. Yeah, it was always a glyph, oh, but no okay. one ever used it, just because they just were like, "Oh, yeah, this is a glyph," and you know, it's one of those minor glyphs that people don't really understand that it's there. So, um, very yeah, interesting that what's happening. There's really no point to it because half of the use of spinning fire blossom is actually to snare your target. So for me, I was like, "Well, that's useless. I'm never going to use it, except for if I want to snare something from mm-hmm. range." Yeah, well, and also because disable also at the, uh, will mean that's getting removed as well. No, no, staying. Yeah. It's just the no. The thing the slow staying is just the root is getting disappeared. Yeah. So and also you also yeah. didn't really want to glyph paralysis necessarily at that time unless <laughs> you were PVPing, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, even then, it's situational. Yeah, exactly. So it, it's one of those ones that just getting removed. It's just one of those ability bloats that they're just saying we we don't need this anymore. It doesn't really solve a purpose, and you know it could also cause problems as far as uh, because it's the one chi dump that you can actually use that may be better. But with you know chi explosion coming into effect, you know that's probably just what's going to basically replace it. As far as if you're going to go for that one chi damage, if you just need to burn that chi for whatever reason. Yeah, but it's never going to replace my green little fire flower thing. So there's that. <laughs> yeah, my graphic has gone on mad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll miss my Hadouken. <laughs> and then so actually the the last thing of the notes that actually affects it, which is another one which is in there with the weapon damage, which maybe some people didn't even notice. A multi-strike has been changed to two additional times attacks for 30% effectiveness. So instead of being the one, it is now two when you proc multi-strike. So that's very interesting. And I wonder if that's also going to be your main hand or offhand or how they're actually going to play that in. It's just going to be the pure damage. And this maybe might be one of those changes to where they have it in there as a result of that. Because, you know, if you're a dual wielder, multi-strike is way less probably important than it is, say, for like an arms warrior who's going to be, you know, hitting worth a truck with their one ability or like a mage or something like that. It'll depend. I mean, that's still something that we're going to have to math out mm-hmm. because I have the feeling that they're going to go off of the pure damage of whatever it's uh, proccing off of. That would be the smart way to do it anyway, in my opinion. Do you think they may just do it off specials? Do you think that might be something they play into it where it's just a special damage is affected by it? Or do you think they'll just make it towards any damage? I think it would be better as special damage because then it would you wouldn't risk losing all your procs to just crappy auto attacks. 
So, I mean, if it's proccing more off of yellows and whites, that would be great. But I don't feel that that's going to be the direction that they go. Yeah, I could even uh, even see it dropping the 30% to like 15 or something. I could see it because I really, looking at what other people other people are saying about it, like mages, warlocks, they're just going to say, oh, stack multi-strike because you're basically doing like, you know, double the amount of damage or over time. It's, I mean, basically 30% more damage if you're able to get a lot of procs on it. So I could see them probably, ha- you know, making it to where it's a good thing, but it's not going to be so great. But again, this all plays out to once actually people get their hands a hold on things and actually aren't able to look at how it plays out because, you know, as far as we know, could be, you know, haste and mastering crit are just far superior, even with all these other great secondaries that we're getting a hold of. Well, they, they said that they wanted multi-strike to be about as effective, like per stat point as critical strike. Okay. And, um, from a conversation I think I had with, with Rotund, if you want to get guaranteed both additional strikes for multi-strike, so, you know, it can fire up to two, times you have to have 200% rating. So at 100% multi-strike, you're guaranteed the one, but not the second one. That makes sense. Well, you mean the, the two additional times or the... Right. So so the, the way that multi-strike is going to work is like if you have like, let's say 10% multi-strike chance, you have a 10% to, to mul- chance to multi-strike and then like, you know, another whatever percent to multi-strike a second time. So it rolls twice. And you'll be able to have greater than 100% multi-strike, which will guarantee the first multi-strike, but not the second. And if you wanted to guarantee all three hits, you'd have to have 200% multi-strike. Okay. But but it, but it does seem... It is going to hit for the two times, though, with this change, right? So you're going to at least get two, it, att- two attempts at, at doing it? Right. You'll, you'll get two rolls for the damage, but it definitely won't be guaranteed. And at least at the beginning, when we don't have, you know, enormous multi-strike rating, mm-hmm. you know, the probability of us getting two multi-strikes is going to be pretty low. I mean, it'll happen, but, you know, it's not going to be this amazing cascade of damage at the outset. Yeah. It may even be questionable about end tier if it'll happen, but we'll see because we're not sure if they're going to oh, do okay. the same amount of silly eye-level scaling that they're doing now. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, that's I think that's the one thing, too. We're, we're all basing it off of how everything plays out now. But when the the, you know, the um, I forgot what the word is now, the squish comes into effect, it's actually going to make it to where, you know, a lot of stuff that we're seeing now may not be as you know potent as we're currently going to be thinking how it's going to play out. But yeah, I, I just I think I just read that wrong. I, I imagine it being like the ability would fire twice. So you get like, say, if you most proc to multi strike, you would get two twenty say 20 damage hits out of it instead of you know, 140 or something like that. Or I mean one, you know, you know what I mean? Like you get two hits, not two holes yeah. at it, but so right. that, I guess that makes it also very interesting too. You know, it kind of helps it with the, with the reduction to the 25% from tiger strikes that making it possibly get two hits is actually going to make it to work. That's probably where the balance is in there. Also yeah. for other classes as well. I mean, this is a, a huge change they probably did for other classes and said, well, Hey, look at the tiger strikes is just too potent right now. Let's dump, let's, you know, reduce it. See how that goes. Yeah, so sometimes, you know, you'll get an extra 30% damage, excuse me, and then, you know, other times you'll get lucky and you'll get, like, an extra 60% Mm -hmm. damage from something, and then, you know, it'll feel really good when that happens. Well, it's also kind of similar to how EB is right now, right, where you can possibly get a chance at another roll, 
uh, or get additional stacks of Tiger Eye Brew. So maybe that's right. where it kind of plays in. So if you think about how that works and, you know, even though it's still a random roll, you're still getting the opportunity at rolling that twice, like when you use EB. So it's kind of the a little hope that maybe it'll, you know, it's going to be one of those weird stats. I think we're probably, even though, like you mentioned, it's, you know, being in line with crit, it's one of the, those ones that will be probably still a head scratcher where say readiness is going to be the ones that, okay, well, we know how much it's going to reduce our damage, our abilities by, so we can actually calculate a little easier. Yep. And then so this last one, which is kind of, again, this is a rumor, but I like talking about them. So we'll just go into it. But, you know, the the person that said it, which is is a grumpy elf, which I do read his blog every once in a while. Um, he has whenever he's always said like a like a rumor for something or something is gonna be changed. It actually has happened, and that and he says because he has someone that's like ooh an insider at Blizzard, and ooh. and what he says is that it's gonna be sixteen weeks for, after the legendary catch up until WAD, which is basically four months. So since it's not happening now, that basically puts it at not possibly not until I would say October or even I'm thinking it's going to be after BlizzCon is when Watt will be out. So what are you guys, you know, thoughts on that? Because we really haven't gone in too much of when, when Watt is going to be released. We've been more about what the, when the beta is. So what are you guys actually thought on that? Cause I've always kind of wondered, I'll start with you, Jim, uh, Jim, what do you think? Uh, when do you think Watt either when we're going to get more of that legendary catch up for people out there that are looking for it or for the, um, the beta, I mean, uh, the beta and then also going into the, the release. What are your thoughts on that? I'm going to say that the beta is probably going to be announced or, or come out. It, so, so I think that, that alpha, like where people can actually yeah. play, is going to come out fairly soon. And then I, I would say like within the next month or so. Mm-hmm. And then beta will for sure be coming out like right around the time that Wildstar is released. Well, Wildstar is actually going to be released in a week. So this actually we, I thought, what I thought it was like late June. No, it's actually the thirtieth oh. is the head start, and the third is or the fourth is when actually it's released. Oh, it's one okay. of those dates. But then they're going to like announce the beta date, okay. like when Wildstar comes out. I mean, is historically they've done that like every time a yeah. new MMO or <laughs> yeah. a competing MMO is going to come out, they're like, oh hey, guess what? You know, guess what's coming to WoW? <laughs> um, Warlords proper will probably either come out it, like if it's not ready by you know, September or something, I don't feel like they're going to um, officially release it until after BlizzCon. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. BlizzCon, you know, they invite top guilds there or whatever, and, you know, if it's not coming out until October or something, that would only give them a month to, like, rush through leveling and progression. And even though that only applies to, like, a tiny percentage of the overall player populace, uh, I don't think it's going to be good for them to have BlizzCon, you know, like, just a few weeks after they release a brand new expansion. Yeah, it, it honestly wouldn't make sense to me if they did that. I agree that, yeah, it's depressing to hear it's probably not going to be until October. And it, does, it is Blizzard, quote, you know, breaking <laughs> a promise and all yeah. that. But I like the fact that they as a company are very sensitive to their top guilds and to the progression run and the progression race. Um, and I think it would be nice to be able to go back home and then play WAD, you know, after meeting everyone and seeing people and all that at BlizzCon. So... Yeah, otherwise you'd feel like you were, you know, 
hurting your guild yeah. progression wise by going to BlizzCon, you know, like taking well, a break. It's kind of like, or, yeah, you know. well, kind of like what happened this time, right? I mean, it, for a lot of guilds, it kind of dumped right in the middle of their progression. I mean, luckily for some, I mean, some of the guilds that like kill it faster, it was like, oh, no problem. We're done with it. We finished it a couple weeks ago. Yay, let's relax, go to BlizzCon. We'll come back, then we'll start up Siege again. Um, but for, you know, a lot of guilds, like my guild in particular, you know, losing two or three of your key members is going to really, you know, did really suck. So I, yeah. I just, just everything that kind of lines up. Just where they are at, just, you know, looking at some of the, you know, the leaked alpha updates. I mean, obviously, we have the whole summer to do all like, you know, do all this kind of stuff. That's usually when they get a lot of interns that maybe could help with some of the, you know, marginal stuff like, here, put a, put a bunch of plants and trees over here and here. You know, and that's what they may, might do. Yeah, um, yeah it's going to be I, – I, I agree with you, though. I think – in the next, we'll probably get the. I think actually we'll get once Wildstar is released or like this. Maybe in this Tuesday we'll get like, hey, we're about to start the alpha inviting for people. Surprise! Yeah, like, hey, <laughs> yeah. here you guys go. Here's you know here Tally and what uh, you know uh, Affinity. Here's your keys to go stream it. You know, and, and there's no because they already said there's no NDA on the alpha, which basically means that once it's ready to be played, then they'll have it, and they, and they can easily do. I think they did it with Hygel or with uh, with um, Cataclysm. They actually put like roadblocks on certain areas so people couldn't go venture out. So they probably just do something like that so they can't go explore other areas. But of course, there's always one person that finds a way (laughs) to somehow squeak through the crack of the side of the wall and then find their way through it or use like blink and go through the wall. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I mean, and I agree with you guys too. I think, you know, for for all of us who are going to be doing the progression race, you don't want to have that right, you know, dump you know, oh, here's BlizzCon. And then especially like you mentioned with the, the the big guilds, you know, having them decline going to BlizzCon, like say Blood Legion's like, oh, yeah, sorry, Blizzard, we're not going to be up on stage or midwinter going, oh, sorry, Blizzard, we're not going to be able to do your event because we're leveling up our eight, you know, our eight characters to do the, yeah. the first runs to get into Mythic. You know, they're not going to do something like that. And I even, I even, that makes me even think even more because of Mythic being supposed to be like a little bit harder than it is currently. At least that's what I presume. It's going to be way more tuned. It's going to be a lot more difficult than, than we've seen. I don't expect, I mean, I expect probably a month clear for the first zone um, for a lot of the, you know, like Myth, uh, Paragon, you know, Method, all those other guilds. But I, I could easily see it after. I mean, and also be a big hype train, right? I mean, Look at all the people coming back, like retired raiders. You probably, hey, you know, adding you to Battle.net or something coming back. And you sure, know, you know. we've had a couple of people apply who are who are like former, you yeah. know, serious progression raiders who are coming back for Warlords who have apt to the guild mm-hmm. and you know are, are gearing up and, and relearning and stuff. Yeah, we've had a couple. Yeah, we've had a couple people actually this past couple of weeks actually come back that were retired. I mean, they just they didn't they didn't even play Miss Pandaria. They're like, yeah, we're not yeah. playing. I'm not going to play. I'm done in Cataclysm. They kind of got burned out. They basically took the entire expansion off and are coming back and really excited for Warlords and a lot of the changes to, you know, how the game's kind of, you know, tuning up. It's It looks like it's going to be kind of like a revamp and it'd be a big, huge, you know, publicity hype boost after BlizzCon, like say the 20th or something like that, like before the Thanksgiving holiday. You know, I, I think it's going to be around there or like, just, you know, right around when they have the 10 year anniversary, which is kind of what I'm thinking of the whole time is what they'll do like you know 10 year anniversary here's like wow 2.0 which is i've been calling it so yeah i'm really excited and then so the last question which i know i mean every time we talk about what i always get so excited because i'm like oh i want to get in there so bad and play around with all the new stuff and see how monk is playing out and laugh and see hopefully rogues are doing terrible and all that kind of stuff (laughs) but uh you know so so i guess that's the one thing i want to ask what is the first thing you're going to do say 
you know, say, uh, you know, Celestial is a, is a bro and he's like, oh, hey, guys, here. Hey, hey, Monkcraft, here's here's uh, three keys and I give it two out to you. And I, of course, one for myself. And then, you know, you guys jump right into the beta or alpha. What would the first thing the first thing you guys would do? And I'll start with you, Kelly. What would you do first? I'm really excited about the new instances because I love running instances. It's the one area that I get to tank since we have like 500 tanks. So that's honestly what I'm going to be going for just because I love Brewmaster just as much as I love Windwalker, but don't tell anyone that. Um, so that's because actually at BlizzCon, I did try the first instance that you can go to, and it was actually quite fun. Um, there were a lot of ogres, I remember, but we got to the first yeah. boss, and I really enjoyed it. So other than also questing at the same time, probably do that. <laughs> you're just going to say, looking for group as soon as you enter. You're not going to look at any abilities. You're not going to, you know, just <laughs> throw them up all, just keep your bars how they are. Just go in and hope that you do well, right? Is that how kind of play it out? <laughs> yeah. As long as they're better than my bars were at BlizzCon. Oh, oh God. <laughs> I had to, I, I told the guy, okay, you know, just give me five minutes. These bars are awful. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not going to be playing for 15 minutes. <laughs> why are you, why are you going to bartender? You know, <laughs> things yeah. like this, like you're going to go download awful. all these add-ons. Uh, so Jim, same question. What would be the first thing you would do when you get into the alpha slash beta i want to see what professions are like i want to check out garrisons because i feel like garrisons are going to be pretty key to my to my personal economy um like like kim said i'm interested in seeing what the instances are going to be doing um i have a confession to make i hate leveling and questing i i don't care what the quests are going to be like and i know that might make me sound like a horrible person but like i i play this game to play at the highest level and and raid and compete and stuff so the leveling process you know the faster it can be over the better so you're hoping that the first instance turns into like a monkey run and, and yeah and for any- i i 100 will be like we're already organizing like our instance grinding groups and yeah. stuff for for leveling i I will not read any quest text in Warlords. <laughs> like I'll see the the people and I'll just hammer my my left click as fast as I can or, to or accept inter- it and I'll go kill stuff. Or if you're in a pack server, your interact key right that lets you interact oh, like you God, t- yeah. have like the macro ready where you could just hit interact and just go right ahead and accept that quest right away. Should like transfer to a dead server before <laughs> the expansion comes out and then transfer back like when I'm level 100. Yeah, I know who's not going in my questing uh, group. Sorry, Jim. It's okay. You, you can quest with my wife. My wife loves to read quest text. Yeah, I like it the first time around, but I usually save it for beta. It drives, I go drives her crazy that I don't. Yeah, in beta, I like to. With me. In beta, I like to read through the quest text, kind of take my time and all that stuff, and then you know get to testing out abilities and all that. But no, once it hits live, I basically do the same thing, yeah. just power level, because I got the experience already. Mm-hmm. And oh, I, and I do want to do raid testing. Yeah. I'm very interested in that. Well, I mean, I I think that's the one thing, too. You know, it's really going to be interesting how the raid plays out and also what their philosophy is because – I mean, obviously, the one thing is, you know, a lot of people out there, they're going to be, if you're one, the only Windwalker in your guild and no one's planning on swapping to it, which if they're smart, they probably aren't after seeing the whole expansion, um, they're, you're going to be in your raid because that percent, that movement speed, I mean, I just, you're going to be in Assuming there. Assuming it stays there. Well, no, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think it is going to stay there or it might be something different that's just as good. I mean, we'll have to see what the Hunter one oh. is to first to say that, but I mean, if you're a Windwalker, you like playing Windwalker, you're going to be there. But it's just also going to be seeing how maybe they have it to where only a Windwalker can go do something. Like you have to go hit a button on the side of the room and a rogue can't get there fast enough because, you know, we have Flying Serpent Kick and Tiger's Lust and we're there like instantly way before they are. So it'll be very interesting to see how everything kind of plays out with how the raids are designed. I mean, it'd be really awesome to see another like firefighter plop in somewhere. 
a lot of people hate that fight, but I just really enjoy it because it's one of those strategic plus DPS plus stay alive fights that doesn't really come out too often. At least, yeah. you know, especially with the fire on the ground, you have to like, you know, plan ahead and all that kind of stuff, which I always enjoy. Um, it's going to be very interesting, you know, getting in there for the first time. But, you know, I'll be just looking at, you know, the abilities when I jump in, you know, how does this look? You know, how does this change? See how the class plays out. But, uh, yeah, that first instance will be very interesting to see. And also how the new questing will be, too, because I know Kim, uh, well, not Kim, that's your other name, that's your other synonym, Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> Kelly, uh, you mentioned that um, about the, you know, the questing experience. And a lot of the questing experience that I'm kind of taking from what they're stating about is that you can just literally walk up into a zone and kind of have those like zone quests like you do in dungeons where the exclamation point pops up and you just accept the quest. So that'd be very interesting to see if maybe they have a lot more of those around like little camps you go to and you find like a ring on the ground and you have to go kill some ogres and bring it back or something like that. It'd be very interesting to see how they develop that a little more than just the straight, you know, you kill 10 ogres and, you go kill that, which I know, Jim, you'd probably love those, right? Because you could just go, oh, kill these things? Okay, gotcha. And then you go yeah. destroy them all and then come right back. <laughs> so so one thing, actually, that, that I would love to see from from the quest design team is... So so recently, my wife and I have been leveling Alliance characters on Proudmore. And, you know, this is the first time in a long time since I've done, like, any quests in Outland. You know, because we're, like, level level 68 or whatever. And some of those quest hubs, like in particular in Zangermarsh, like when I don't remember what it's called, you like go up into the mushroom or whatever, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Um, there are like 20 quests, like all of a sudden, like when you get there, there's just exclamation points everywhere. And like there's so many quests and they send you to like all corners of the map. And I hate that. It's I want to see a really, you know, directed questing flow. I don't want to like be overwhelmed with new quests when I get to an area and then like have to run all over the place, you know, because then <clears throat> I personally struggle with the decision of, you know, okay, I finished like three of these quests, you know, should I keep going and like do the really far away one or do I need to go back because they're going to give me a follow-up quest, um, you know, that's going to like take me to the same area anyway. And I mean, I guess I could find out with, with Wowhead or something, but you know, if it's, if it's difficult for me and I've been playing the game for ages and ages, mm-hmm. you know, like for new players or something or people who are coming back, you know, that could definitely be confusing. Um, I would like to see the ability to turn in quests, like pretty much all quests remotely and get their follow-ups. I mean, that'd be really awesome. You know, it might not make sense thematically, but it's a, uh, uh, can be overwhelming. Yeah. And I think they've done a much better job. Uh, as far as placing the quest hubs, because at least for mists, I didn't feel like I had to go run all over the map like you did in Zanger Marsh whenever I was turning in a quest or whatever. I felt like it was nice that they were basically right next to the quest yeah. hub versus over here in the next zone. <laughs> that that was beyond. I, I still remember leveling up in BC and just how terrible Zanger Marsh was because especially because I leveled as Alliance at the time I was doing a shaman. And it was just... Oh, so you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, it was terrible because you had to go (laughs) up on top of the thing and then it was just like you had to wait for... Okay, you just barely missed the lift. So then you're sitting there doing nothing for like two minutes. I mean, I can understand they're trying to have the, you know, the whole immersive experience at the time. But I mean, for someone like, yeah, like you and me, Jim, where... I mean, especially at the time, I just wanted to get to max level because I was 10 levels... I was behind everybody being a shaman for the new character. And so it it was one of those things to where... 
I, yeah, I mean, I, I really enjoyed Miss, like you mentioned, Callie, especially like the one is the, um, where the, the uh, half hill is. I always forget that zone. Uh, four Valley wins. Yeah, Valley of the Four, yep. four Winds. How they did that. I mean, that was perfect because you got your quests all in a chunk and they're all within a nice, you know, mounting distance. And, you know, that's how it's, I think it's going to play out in, in, uh, Warlords. I think it's going to be something like that with a mix of the, you know, the run into's that you just, oh, hey, here's a bunch of dudes fighting. Um, let's go see what they're doing. And, I, um, kind of like the, what aisle is that that they had in Cataclysm? Um, Tolbarad. Tolbarad, yes. Where, you know, you're the same way where you walked in and there's like a bunch of dudes fighting everywhere, even though you had a pre a quest already. I think if you go into that zone, you'll get the quest right away, which, you know, unfortunately, that's just like Guild Wars 2 is. I mean, that's how Guild Wars 2 does a lot of their, you know, open area quests. So I think, you know, they're going to take a lot of these things and build off of it. And I'm, you know, getting just really excited now. I'm even more excited. Give me Warlords. <laughs> give me give me something. I just want to get in there and just, you know, play around with it. Just, just because we've had this kind of lull right now. And hopefully... Like you said, we'll get it, you know, hopefully this next week we'll at least get maybe an announcement of when it will be, and then it'll be really great yeah. from there. So uh any last words, Kelly, about Warlords Monk in general? Anything like that? Nope. I'm just really looking forward to hopefully getting into beta here soon. If you know Yeah. Hint hint. It's not asking too much. Nudge <laughs> nudge. Yeah. <laughs> and then Jim, how about you? Any last words? Yes. Um I don't know if Watcher and or Celestalon listen to this, but it would be a real treat for me if when we do the train boss on Mythic, if after the train boss is dead on Mythic only, the train becomes a, like a right-clickable object that will let me suplex it, like in Final Fantasy VI. <laughs> I would love that so much. That'd be like the greatest throwback of all time. Hey, you never know. I mean, they, they do a lot of throwbacks to other games. I mean, they please, have been there. Please, please. <laughs> it's a train, and we're going to fight it. Or, well, some, something to do with the train, yeah. so if I could... Pick up the train and slam it into the ground. That would be so awesome. Or you could like ride it around, like ride around in it, right? Like control it. That'd be. I, mean, I think that'd be yeah, pretty dude, cool. Give too. me, a, give me a train mount. Oh yeah. Hey, hey. You never know. That'd be. I mean, they just did, they're just doing what the Azeroth choppers right now. Maybe that'll be something that they throw in there as a train yeah, mount. Screw motorcycles. I'm gonna ride a train. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Don't give them too many ideas. They probably will. And it'll be twenty five dollars. Yeah, oh no. It'll be fifty dollars oh that way. Because everybody will want it, so they'll have to make it even more expensive. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, twenty five. <laughs> but you can uh, reach Jim um, at Jim Cabine on Twitter, and then you can go in and reach Callie at Callie Monk on Twitter as well, and then also SentryTotem dot com, and also recently featured on um, Wowhead. So wowhead.com, nice article there about how to monk, which is going to be changed completely when we get all the these alpha stuff changed out and we get it to even the 6.0. So getting really excited for that. And again, thanks, guys, for joining the show this week. It's been really awesome. Yep. Thanks for having me. And, you know, if you want to reach the show, you can always reach the show at show at monkcraftpodcast.com. Uh, at Monk Podcast, follow us on Twitter, get some information out, and then uh, MonkcraftPodcast.com, obviously, where all the old past episodes are. I'll probably put some feature in since we have had quite a few, and so you can click like just Windwalker and kind of toggle them if you wanted to and kind of have them sort that way. Uh, maybe eventually. We have a, have a day off tomorrow, so maybe I'll do that if I feel up to it. We'll have to see. But again, thanks for listening this week, and we hope to have you back here each and every week on Minecraft Podcast. Take care. Bye.